Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. We start a new series today entitled Intentional, and I'm excited about today. I'm excited about where God is going to lead us over the next seven to eight weeks. And what does it mean to be intentional? It means to do something on purpose. It means to be deliberate. It's the opposite of accidental. There's many people in our world today that live in different lives. And I think sometimes what happens is what we're seeing in our culture today is because people don't care. They're just living whatever life is set before them. That's a dangerous way to live. We need to be intentional about how we live. There's an old song, and I'm going to date myself right now, and it's probably going to go beyond so many people's ears, but some of the older folks in here will remember. I don't know why this popped in my head, but when I was studying for this message, it popped in my head these words, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. The future is not ours to see. Que sera, sera. How many knew that one? I want to see, yeah, I knew I messed up all these guys in the front row. I think Doris Day sang that. I can't remember, but it was something like that. Is she okay? I thought. But I started to think about that song, The Future is Not Ours. You see, you know, there's truth to that course. The future is not ours. The future is God's. The Bible states, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. We don't hold the future. God holds the future. Sometimes we act like we do. Man, when you start acting like you do, it can come crashing down really quick. As believers in Christ, we should be intentional in finding God's purpose and strive to remain on that path. We need to live with the intention to please God. Some people live their lives thinking they have no say over the future. And I want to declare to you today that you do have say over the future because you know the one who holds the future. That's the way that you have say over the future. Our actions or inactions in following God will impact our future. It does. When we act upon certain things, it's going to impact our future. When we don't act upon certain things, it's going to impact our future. We don't have to look very far into God's word to see people who chose not to be intentional in obeying God's word. And it was costly. It impacted their future. We can start off with Adam and Eve. Right in the very beginning. What happened? They were not obedient to God's word, God's spoken word. God told them, do not eat of this tree in the middle of the garden. And they were tempted and they gave in to temptation and it changed their future. Also changed ours. Their action was costly. Look at their oldest son, Cain. It didn't go very far. Just in the next generation, their oldest son, guess what? He did not give an offering to God, his sacrifice to God. If you don't know the story, he brought a sacrifice to God, and it did not, the Bible says it did not please God because he was not obedient to God. His brother Abel brought a sacrifice that was pleasing to God, and then all of a sudden something happened in the heart of of, of Cain where all of a sudden he became jealous of Abel. He became jealous of Abel because guess what? Abel received favor from God, and Cain was not receiving favor from God. If you know the story, it's the first murder in the Bible. Cain kills his brother Abel. 
But it doesn't happen before God warned him. God says in Genesis 4, 7, you will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Say watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. Been controlled by sin before? Yeah, you know what that feels like? It doesn't feel very good, does it? But you must subdue it and be its master. There's a whole message right there that I could preach right now, but I don't have time. But I will say this. You have a choice in your life if you're going to let sin be your master or you're going to be the master over sin. It's a choice that you have to make. You either step into the wonderful grace of Jesus Christ, the grace of God. You step into that and be empowered by his grace to say no to sin. Or what you do is you say, ah, and you just give in to sin. But those choices have different futures. They go different directions. So we can't say, okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. No, you're making choices. God holds our future. So we don't know what today might hold. But we know if our faith is in Jesus Christ, we do have a future. King didn't control his anger. He became a homeless. The scripture says he became a homeless wanderer on the earth. All because Cain wasn't intentional about obeying what God desired. Then there's many other stories in the Bible where God rewarded men and women who were obedient to him, who made intentional choices to obey God. Noah was obedient to God by following his commands. He was a righteous man, it says in Scripture, and Noah obeyed the instructions of God, and he built an ark, and because he obeyed God, his family, him and his family, were rescued from the flood. Queen Esther demonstrated intentionality by displaying great courage. When she was approached by King Xerxes on behalf of the Jewish people, she trusted God by putting her own life in jeopardy, and God honored her boldness and faith. The Jewish people were spared from the plot of genocide. The Jewish people were going to be wiped off the earth. And she stepped up in faith, obeyed the word of the Lord. She stepped up in faith and God honored her. The life of Joseph is another great example of a young man who chose to live according to God's plan and not his own plan. Even though Joseph was betrayed by his brothers and suffered the difficulties of slavery and of imprisonment, Joseph's faith never wavered from God. Joseph was intentional in serving God, and he was rewarded with great honor. Not only did he receive the honor from Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he was put second in command, but he also received the honor from his own family when he rescued them from probably certain death from the famine that had, came, that had come. He rescued his family. It was a great honor. There are many more stories found in the Bible where God rewarded faith and obedience. People who chose to be intentional with their faith. They didn't let others choose their fate. They chose to put their fate in God's hands. They put their faith in Jesus. Time and time again, we see God's faithfulness displayed to those who are intentional in following after him. The title of my message today is this. Start living your story. Not writing your story, start living your story. We need to start living our story. As followers of Christ, we cannot be held back by this world. We cannot be held back by fear. We need to step out in faith and start living our story. 
We're going to be talking about the life of Joseph here today. I'm not going to read all this. I'm not going to read hardly any scriptures in the life of Joseph. It goes from Genesis chapter 37 to Genesis chapter 50. I encourage you to read the story of Joseph. It is so powerful. And so, but we're going to highlight that today. But my, my text today, my main scripture is one of the most quoted scriptures that you hear throughout the, throughout the Bible is one of the most quoted scriptures that we hear in society. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In fact, you know what? We're going to say this together. I just feel us that we should, we should say it all together. Let's read it together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will straight, and he will make straight your paths. I memorized that verse in the NIV, and I can't get it out of my head anymore. We need to be intentional about seeking God. We need to be intentional about God's will and then have the faith to trust in God's direction. It's choosing to make choices that are honoring to God. We're going to break down that scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 today. And I want you to just follow along with me, but we're going to do so after we pray. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that your word is faithful. When it is spoken, when it is read, when we receive it into our hearts and into our minds, when we, we, when we desire the more of you, God, we know, Lord God, that you are faithful, that your word will come alive to us. It will be a, a life-changing. It will impact our mind and our heart. And, God, it will draw us closer to knowing who you are in our life. God, I pray your word come alive today by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray every person here today, Lord God, would not leave the same way they entered in today. I pray, God, for a new heart of revival in each and every one of us. That, God, today we start continue. We don't just continue. We start living a story, Lord God, that is following after you. I thank you for what you're going to do today in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said? Amen. Look at the first statement of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trusting the Lord seems like an easy thing to do when you hear the word said, but the actual follow-through, man, the actual follow-through can be very difficult. It can be. When you've lost your job and you don't have another job lined up, it can be difficult to trust in the Lord. When all of a sudden your marriage is starting to fall apart and you think something that you never dreamed of is starting to happen and, and all of a sudden you're growing further and further apart, you don't know what's going to happen, it's sometimes hard to trust in the Lord. When your child all of a sudden goes a direction that you had no desire or no direction for them to go and all of a sudden they're heading that, it's hard to trust in the Lord. It's hard when all of a sudden you get the news that you have a disease and you don't know if you're going to live or die. Sometimes that's hard to trust in the Lord. Because so many times we have our own plans, we start setting up our own ideas, our own thoughts, our own direction, and we forget about God. The Bible says we're, we're supposed to trust in the Lord. Even when things don't go according to our plans. Trusting God is sometimes not always easy. Many times we want to create our own paths. But if we remain vigilant in trusting God's plan and purpose of life... Guess what? He will follow through and he is faithful. Even when our life seems like it's going in the wrong direction. I want you to catch this thought. Even when you feel like your life is going in the wrong direction, God is still faithful. Say that with me. God is faithful. If you know the story of Joseph, 
In Genesis chapter 37, Joseph was Jacob's favorite son. Jacob had 12 sons. Joseph was the one that, if you were, grew up in church, he got the coat of many colors. He was the favorite son of Jacob's. And his older brothers became jealous of Joseph because they saw the favor that Jacob showed their younger son. One evening, Joseph had this dream. And he dreamed that all of him and his brothers were out in the field and they were gathering the grain stalks and they were, they were bundling them all up together. And all of a sudden, Joseph's grain stalk stood up. And then all of the other brothers' grain stalks bowed down before Joseph's. That was his dream. Guess what happened when Joseph told that dream to his brothers? <laughs> It didn't go well. It wasn't received well. It wasn't accepted. His brothers became furious and they became angry at him. Soon when they were out in the field, the brothers were out in the field tending the sheep out away from the home in another area. Jacob, Joseph's father, sent Joseph out there to take food and some stuff out there. And he went out there. And when they saw Joseph coming, they saw an opportunity where they were going to kill their brother Joseph because of jealousy and hate. Seems like we go all the way back to the, to the Old Testament of Genesis chapter 2 or 3 where Cain and Abel did the whole thing. But Reuben kind of stepped in, the oldest brother, and knew that it was just going to crush his father's heart. So instead of, instead of killing him, they threw him down into a cistern and then all of a sudden they saw these, this, this, this uh, group of slave traders coming through. And they said, hey, let's sell Joseph. Let's go ahead and get some money for Joseph. Let's sell him for 20 pieces of silver and get some money for Joseph. So they sold him to the slave traders that were going into Egypt. And all of a sudden now Joseph is going to Egypt. Now remember, Joseph just had this dream. That all of a sudden in some way he was going to be this great leader. And now from this dream of being this great leader, all of a sudden now Joseph is sold into slavery and he's heading to Egypt. I share this story because it's a great example of trusting in the Lord. How do you trust in the Lord when you've been, when you've been given a God-given dream, but the life you see is nothing close to the dream that you've been given? Joseph went from, being, from the dream of being a leader to the nightmare of being a slave. And it's in these moments we must remember the second half of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Do not lean on your own understanding. The Hebrew word carries the meaning of supporting oneself. Supporting oneself, that idea of leaning, supporting oneself. The Bible is stating don't rely on your own ability to understand every situation. God has not called us to lean on ourselves. God has called us to lean on him. When we start leaning on ourselves, when we start trusting ourselves, we have a great problem. Our, what we have to do is lean into God and we have to trust God. You see, our understanding is limited at best. We're not going to understand everything. We don't understand everything that takes place in this world. Only God does. Have you ever reasoned yourself into a bad decision? Come on. I'm going to raise my hand. How many out there, have you ever reasoned yourself into a bad decision? Why does that happen? It's because we trust our understanding over trusting God's understanding. We stop leaning on God because we think, oh man, God, you're just taking too long for the answer. 
I got this way. I got to figure it out. I haven't heard from you, God, but I know this is going to work. We have a schedule. I like that. We have a schedule. We got to keep to the schedule. God wants us to be patient. But it doesn't work in my schedule, Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. We need to be intentional in putting God's wisdom above our own wisdom. So many times our troubles are self-inflicted. We get ahead of what God wants to do in our lives. We want to skip to the end. But God knows it's the journey that's important. I'm going to say that again. It's the journey that's important. The journey is what reveals to us God's wisdom because many times the journey is what molds our character. It's the journey of my life. If I look back over the last 30, 40 years, it's the journey of my life that has molded the character of who I am. If I didn't go through the journey, if I just all of a sudden dropped this you know, bag of money in my lap, if all of a sudden I won the lottery. You know, most lottery winners, when they win the lottery, they lose the money like within the next five years. Or it destroys their life. Because they're not ready for it. Because they never went through the journey of getting it. They never went through the journey and the pain of understanding what the cost was to get there. And if you don't understand the cost, then sometimes you just are foolish in the process. God brings us through a journey for a purpose. So many times our troubles are self-inflicted. We get ahead of what God wants to do. We want to skip to the end, but God knows it's a journey that's important. The journey is what reveals God's wisdom to us. Joseph is a prime example of that. I'm sure after Joseph received the dream from the Lord, Man, he was probably expecting to live. Man, this is a great dream. Wow, this is powerful. All of a sudden, he's probably expecting that he's going to be leading something. But his life took a drastic turn. Was his dream over? Was it done? Was it complete? Was it never a God-given dream? Have you ever asked that question? Was it never a God-given dream? Or was it the nachos with jalapenos late midnight that I ate that maybe caused that whole thing to happen in my life? Some of you know what I'm talking about. We don't know if Joseph had moments of self-doubt. We don't. The Bible is not clear on that. We don't know what was going through Joseph's thoughts. But what we do know is that Joseph remained faithful in serving God. He didn't allow the circumstances around him to, de to derail his faithfulness. Joseph continued to lean on God's wisdom. He continued to lean on his, God's wisdom and not his own wisdom. Even when he was a slave in Egypt, serving for Potiphar, a captain of Pharaoh's army, Joseph continued to lean on God's wisdom. Do you remember the story when all of a sudden Potiphar, who was Joseph's master because he was a slave in Egypt and that was his master and he was serving him well and, and everything that he was touching, Joseph touched, Potiphar was being blessed. And all of a sudden Potiphar's wife wanted to touch Joseph. She liked Joseph. He was a strong, young, looking good Strong man, he thought, I want, she wants to have relationship with Joseph. And Joseph was trying to stay away from her, trying to get out of the house. But one day he got caught in the house with her alone. And in that moment, he had to make a decision. He had to make an intentional choice. Do I choose to follow the path where she wants me to go, which I know is not honoring to God? Or do I choose to run out of there with all the speed I can and flee from this situation. He chose the right one. He fled. But his coat got left behind because she grabbed it. And then she accused him of trying to rape her. And guess what? Potiphar wasn't happy and he was thrown into prison. 
again, if Joseph depended on his own understanding, God, where are you? What's going to happen? I thought you gave me this dream. I thought you told me this. But what's taking place? Why am I in prison, God? I'm trying to honor you. But Joseph never turns his back on God. If we turn back to Proverbs 3, 6, we understand why. Because this scripture really declares Joseph's life. In all your ways, acknowledge him. We don't always want to acknowledge God when we're facing difficult situations. Why? Because sometimes we feel like God, man, has failed us. Or maybe sometimes we feel like we failed God. But we just don't want to always acknowledge God in difficult situations. But acknowledging God in both the good times and the bad times is so important in your life. We need to be intentional about that. Even in the good times, acknowledge God. When man, when things are crushing us, acknowledge God in both the good and the bad. Because God has never left you. He never left you when all of a sudden you lost your job. God is still there. He never left you when all of a sudden you got this promotion, you got a $50,000 raise. God is still there. He's in the midst of the good and the bad. We just need to acknowledge him. If we only acknowledge God when everything is wonderful, what kind of relationship do we have with God? It's kind of like my wife and I, we try to set some really cool vacations because we want our kids to come home. What kind of relationship do we have with our kids? We bribe them all the time. I'm going to continue to bribe them every time. Remember, God acknowledged us in the depth of our sins. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for you and for me. He died for us. We must acknowledge God even if we don't understand God's plan. We must learn to trust God in both the good times and the more difficult times. Joseph trusted God even while he was in prison. He never wavered in knowing that God loved him. Even in the midst, and I'm sure the prison in Egypt wasn't a great prison, but even in the midst of the prison, guess what? Joseph recognized that God still loved him. I love these videos I'm seeing on Instagram once in a while where all of a sudden a team, a church team comes in and they're worshiping in the prison. And you see these men broken before God worshiping because they discovered that God still loves them even in the midst of their prison. Even in the midst of their mistakes, God loves them. One of the more difficult things for children is to acknowledge their parents when mom and dad say no. A good parent says no because they, want to, they don't want to cause their child harm. They want to protect their child. But man, I love to watch how kids all of a sudden respond when they first start hearing no. And it takes a while to respond in the right way. May I remind you today, some, some of you need to be reminded of this thought, that we serve a good, good father. We don't serve a father that wants to put evil upon us or try to harm us. He wants the best for us. And we've got to put our trust in that. The Bible states, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Catch that thought. For those who walk uprightly, no good thing will he withhold. Joseph was walking uprightly before God. Now, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of everything, you could doubt, I've got false, you got sold into slavery, I'm finding myself in prison. 
How do we consider, we look at that, but see, when we look in our own understanding, instead of putting our trust in God's wisdom, we will always get messed up. That's why we need to stay close to God. We need to learn to surrender our ways to God's way. We need to acknowledge God in every area of our life. Joseph acknowledged God when he was given a dream of leadership. When he saw that first dream, he acknowledged God. He acknowledged God when he was sold into slavery. He didn't give up hope. He acknowledged God when he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife and thrown into prison. He acknowledged God when he miraculously became the second in command of all of Egypt. He went from the bottom, a slave in prison, to the second in command only behind Pharaoh. And from that journey, and some of us, we need to learn this, from that journey from the bottom all the way to the top, he acknowledged God. He acknowledged God when he was able to rescue his family from the famine. And if you know the story of Joseph, when the brothers came in, I'm not going to take the whole time of the story, but they were struggling, they were in trouble. Their father, Jacob, sent them to Egypt to go find food. That's all of a sudden when they get reconnected to their brother, Joseph. They don't even know that it's Joseph. But Joseph is all of a sudden in that position of that dream so many years before where all of a sudden his brothers are coming before him and bowing before him and he has the opportunity to rescue them and I would have smacked it right into their faces. You see what I told you was right, you bunch of losers. Beans and rice for you for the rest of your life. That's all you get. Yeah. Yeah. But no. No, no, no. Joseph acknowledged God. Woo! I see, Lord, what this whole journey was about. I get it, God. The journey was tough, but it was your purpose. I get it. I understand it. See, I don't know Joseph could have ever recognized that early on, but the journey revealed God's plan for his life. We need to choose to surrender every area of our life to God and let God have control. If we do so, then the second half of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6 states, He will make straight your paths. A direct translation would be, and he shall direct your paths. Many times we look at this verse from a perspective that God helps us to choose which path to take. Lord, do I take this path or... Do I take this path? How many have been there before where you have all these different options and different choices? Which path do I take? I've been there. And we read this, we read this, and so many times we think about God helps us choose which path to take. And I don't necessarily think that's completely wrong, but I think there's more. Listen to the verse again. And he shall direct your paths. There have been times in my life where I've had different choices, and I just don't know which path to take. I prayed, I fasted, I don't, which one, Lord? And pretty soon I just go, I'm going to take this direction. Many times I've been called, I know exactly which path to take, but there's been times, which one do I take, Lord? If I'm living righteously before God and trying to please God, then God doesn't necessarily have to direct me. God will direct my paths. Did you catch that? The path that I need to be on is following after God. That's the intentionality I need to have in my life. Am I following after Jesus? 
It's the story of Joseph. Joseph didn't have a lot of choices about what paths he could choose. He didn't have a lot of choice when he was thrown in the cistern. He didn't have a lot of choice when he was sold into slavery. He didn't have a lot of choice being falsely accused and thrown into prison. You see what I'm saying? It's not so much that God directed Joseph's choices. God directed his paths. What took place in Joseph's life, because he chose to live righteously before God, all of a sudden God said, this is your path. All you have to do is follow me. I'm clearing the path for you. Come on, somebody. Somebody needs to get excited about that. Because Joseph trusted in God, leaned not on his own understanding, and acknowledged God in all that he did, God directed Joseph's path for his intended purpose. I share this message with you today because maybe you're sitting here today fearful of living your story. Maybe something happened in the past and it has paralyzed you and you stopped living your story. You don't understand why it happened, but you became stuck. You stopped trusting God in that moment. And in that moment, you stopped acknowledging God in your life. You said, I don't know why all this has happened. If you want to move forward in all that God has for your life, you need to stop feeling stuck and you need to start trusting God. You have to choose to get off the merry-go-round of sin and all that stuff that looks so great and all of a sudden you can get stuck there. And you got to say, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm going to step away. you got to say, no more jealousy about someone who got an opportunity that you didn't get. And you go, That's, that is making me stuck. All of a sudden, I'm going to step in faith and choose to follow after God. You can't let the hurt of the past to hold you back from the future that God has for your life. You can't do that. We need to be intentional in following after Jesus. Life is not in your control. What's in your control is choosing to put your faith and trust in God and allowing God to be in control of your life. Be intentional with Jesus. We all have a story. Some of you are living your story by trusting God right now. Praise the Lord. Others, your story got interrupted on chapter 2 or 3. You got stuck. And now you're unwilling to turn the page to enter the next chapter because of fear. Today I felt so compelled in my heart and my spirit to pray against fear. For those who are struggling with fear, in Jesus' name, that is broken off of you. That you no longer need to walk in fear, but you're going to walk in faith. You no longer have to stop living your story because all of a sudden you're fearful of something that's happened in your past. What if this comes out? What if someone finds out? It is forgiven under the blood of Jesus Christ. Confess your sins. Make it aware of God. Say, God, forgive me. And start walking in faith with God. Watch what will happen. Still others of you have surrendered your story to other people who are now writing your story. They're writing your story. They're directing your path instead of God directing your paths. It's time to start living your story again. Be intentional. Follow after Jesus. It's time to live your story. It's time to start trusting God. There's no need to be afraid of your story if, you put, if you're putting your faith and trust in Jesus. Listen to this verse that I'm going to end with today. The Bible states this, this word in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. 
commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. That's all God is asking us to do is in everything that we do, acknowledge him. In everything that we do at work, at play, at home, with your wife, with your kids, acknowledge God in everything you do and he will direct your paths. Come on, that is a word for some of you today that you can receive, that you can take. Be intentional in your walk with Jesus because when you're intentional with your walk in Jesus, God knows your future and he will direct you. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, God, that your word is powerful, it is effective, and it's life-changing. I thank you, God, that we can receive your word in faith and it changes our heart and our mind and puts us in a direction that is glorifying to you. Today I pray over those, and I'm not going to ask for hands to be raised or anything in that direction, but with heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment. If you know you're sitting here today and your life has gotten stuck, you got stuck on chapter 2, chapter 3, or chapter 10, but you're, you know you're stuck, I just pray in Jesus' name right now. for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon you, to give you a greater measure of faith to be able to step out of where you were and being stuck in fear and to step out in faith and choose to follow Jesus because that's what God wants for your life. He sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sins because he doesn't want you to remain stuck. He wants you to be free. You need to be free. You need to be free. Say that word, I need to be free. I don't need to be stuck. For some of you today, you need freedom in your life, and your freedom is found in Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is surrender your heart and your life to Jesus Christ. He will set you free from your sins, and you no longer have to be held to that captive thought of sin, but you can be set free into the grace of Jesus Christ. For others of you, there's just, man, unforgiveness in your heart and your life, and you've been, that's been holding you back from following the story that God wants you to start living. Man, get over it. Go down to Lowe's and buy a ladder and get over the unforgiveness. And start living your life again. That's what Jesus wants you to do. Start living your story. Whatever it might be, today I'm declaring to you, God is wanting you to be intentional about your life. Stop letting whatever will be will be. Start getting, saying, Lord, I'm putting my trust in you. And whatever will be will be is in your hands. And then all of a sudden start living your story again. Don't be afraid to live your story. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that it does not return void. That is powerful and effective. And it changes hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to conclude today. Will you stand with me? We're going to conclude today with worship. But the end of worship, I'm going to ask our prayer team to come down to the front. You know who you are. And maybe you've just been struggling. Maybe you've been struggling with fear. Maybe you've been struggling with knowing how to move forward. Maybe you just are wanting to make a decision to follow Christ today. Whatever it might be, come down to the front. We're here to pray with you. We want to pray with you. Because you know what? Don't do life alone. Don't do it by yourself. Man, come down and say, I need prayer. I need someone to, to stand beside me in faith. And the Bible says iron sharpens iron. What that means is when two people's faith come together, 
they start rubbing together and it gets sharper and sharper. And all of a sudden, there's something powerful when all of a sudden you share something with someone else and they pray over you. And all of a sudden, the power of the Holy Spirit, where two or three, all of a sudden, there's a greater power in the midst of two or three. The Holy Spirit says, yeah, this is going to take place. This is going to happen. So we're going to have to our prayer team at the end of the worship time. They're going to come down. We encourage you to come down and be a part of it. Thank you for being here at South Coast Christian today. And I want you to remember this as you lead the day. Start living your story. And your story isn't found in Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.